This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we hear from the Veeam team about what's new in Veeam 9.5 Update 4. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio and on the phone are several of our compatriots from Veeam. Uh, So first, we'll start off with Michael Cade. Hi, Michael. What do you do? How do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Um, Yeah, so I'm Michael Cade. I'm a global technologist at Veeam Software and you can find me on Twitter at MichaelCade1. All right. Also on the phone, uh, Adam Berg. Adam, again, what do you do? How do we reach you? Hey, Justin. Again, this is Adam Berg. I am the Global NetApp Alliance Architect here at Veeam Software. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Berg. That's A-J-B-E-R-G-H. All right. And last but not least, the fan favorite, the person we rescheduled the podcast for, Melissa Palmer. Hi, Melissa. How are you? What do you do? How do we reach you? Justin, how are you? I am also a global technologist like Michael. We're actually on the same team. And you can find me on Twitter at Vemus33. All right, excellent. So um, we've told you who these people are, and you've heard the word Veeam, but you may not know what it is. So, Michael, what is a Veeam? <laughs> so, yeah, so Veeam is really around protecting your, your data, your workloads. You may or may not know of us around protecting virtualized workloads, VMware, Hyper-V, um, but... Over the last couple of years, it's been around broadening that platform and being able to do more outside from a physical agent, but also everyone that's listening has probably had a conversation around the public cloud. I know that that's been a massive focus from you, Justin, with a lot of your, um, with a lot of the, the series, a lot of your um, episodes around the public cloud, AWS, Azure, and, and we've really seen that as well from speaking to our customers, but also some prospects, and, and it's been about broadening that platform to be able to offer that same availability message in those those areas. So what do we do with from a NetApp perspective? So we've been partners since around 2014, so we're coming into that fifth year, one of the oldest alliance partners that we have. And all the way through that timeline, there's been various different technolo- technology advancements, innovations that we've done by leveraging your storage snapshots, so using flex clones and being able to automate those and backing up from secondary snapshots over in that secondary location, orchestrating SnapMirror, SnapVault. And that then gets us to where we are now and we are on the cusp of of releasing and announcing um, our Veeam Availability Suite Update 4 and that's what we're going to talk about hopefully today. All right, excellent. And you know what? I almost forgot to mention, and I, I would be in big trouble if I didn't mention this, that all three of these fine people are members of the NetApp A-Team. So if you're not familiar with the NetApp A-Team, team of evangelists that evangelize NetApp, you can find them on social media at NetApp A-Team. That said, um, Adam, what's new in Update 4? Yeah, so I'm really excited. So we're here to announce a brand new release of, of Veeam, our core product, Veeam, Veeam Backup and Replication. 9.5 update 4. Now, update 4, you know, our previous release is update 3 and this is now update 4. It doesn't sound like a major release, but this is a major release for Veeam. We've got a ton of new and exciting features that we want to talk about today 
And I want to specifically talk about what's what's new for NetApp. Um, what I'm really, really excited about is we are now, with our Update 4 release, excited to announce native Element OS storage integration. So Element OS, of course, is the storage operating system that powers NetApp, HCI, and SolidFire. So what these new integrations are, are going to give us is 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 huge it's massive so i want to talk a little bit about, about why veeam is is doing these these integrations into into the native platform and specifically element os number one um, we want to be that single orchestration platform for all application where element snapshots so now from veeam uh, with with 9.5 update 4 you can take and manage all application aware storage-based snapshots of your VMware environment right from the Veeam Availability Console. So that this is huge, right? Um, the, the second feature that, uh, that's, that's huge it, it part of this release is the ability to do what we call backup from storage snapshots. The idea around backup from storage snapshot technology is to reduce the negative impact of backups on your production infrastructure, specifically your hypervisor and virtualization infrastructure. The way that this technology works is that now with our integration, we are able to orchestrate a hardware-based snapshot and mount that hardware-based snapshot and do the backup directly from, from Element OS to, uh, through the Veeam proxy, bypassing the hypervisor infrastructure during the backup. This also mitigates the negative impact of VMware-based snapshots uh, that are, are, are normally... Um, Quite a challenge, uh, uh, quite frankly, during a, a traditional API-driven VMware backup. Uh, with our storage integration, we're able to quickly open that VMware-based snapshot to, to collect change block tracking information uh, and pass that to the Veeam server and then close that VMware-based snapshot and then uh, take, the, take the hardware-based snapshot. So what the, the difference is between the, the the way that we do it now with Element OS and the way that was previously done is that, that VMware snapshot typically had to be open the entire length of the backup uh, of a particular virtual machine. And then at that point, a, a, a difference file, a difference VMDK file had to be created and then, and then quiesced back into the original VMDK at the end of the backup. This could typically cause high storage latency, even application disruption. Sometimes those difference VMDKs were, were, were unable to be merged back in. Uh, so that problem has been completely eliminated now for all Element OS systems with our, with our new integration. And I just have to say, if I had to pick like one Veeam feature that really kind of drove me to look at the company more, look at the technology more, it was totally back up from storage snapshot. It's just one of the coolest things out there. Yeah, it 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 is it's it sounds really simple on paper, but once you see it in action, you and you realize, I, I mean, I cannot take another backup without this technology, right? The the performance difference between a a non storage integrated backup and a traditional API uh, driven backup is 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 quite staggering. Um, so this is a key differentiator for Veeam in the marketplace. If you're not doing storage integrated backup with Veeam. Uh, you're not seeing um, the performance that you should, and you're probably causing uh, production impact uh, during your backup windows. So we really mitigate that with this feature. So it's really cool. So let's talk a little bit about why that might be better performing. Right. So number one, we don't have to deal with VMware-based snapshots causing um, additional load on the, on the storage system uh, and additional application disruption when these uh, VMDKs have to be 
quiesced back into the original VMDK at the end of a backup. Uh, we also have the ability to, once, the, uh, once we collect the change block tracking information from a, a particular virtual machine, we are completely done talking to the hypervisor infrastructure completely. So we are then doing a clone of the, of the snapshot that we take and mounting that clone directly up via iSCSI to the Veeam uh, backup proxy. And we have the full data uh, throughput path of, of, uh, to the Element OS system to do backup. So we have the ability to, to maximize uh, backup performance to essentially limiting to, limited to the hardware uh, of the network and the, and the destination storage platform that we're doing the backup to. So as fast as we can ingest that data off the, off the storage platform, we can complete your backups. So we're really able to see in some cases, you know, four or five gigabytes a second uh, backup performance now uh, with this technology where we just could not achieve that before with traditional API-driven backup. Yeah, if I was going to add to that why as well, so Adam's gone into the weeds about how we, what we actually do there, and we do the same from an ONTAP perspective, and we've done that for the last four years as well. But the biggest why is, so why, would it, why wouldn't you go directly to the storage and, and reduce that impact on the, on the production? We're, we're going to obviously mitigate any risk of, of uh, any bottlenecks or performance impact on, that, on your vSphere environment. So a lot of our, let's say, c competitors out there, they have to go over the network or they have to go over HotAd or they have to use different transport modes. And this is a massive differentiator for us here is that we're going to remove all of that and we can be much, much faster. Mm -hmm. And the other thing to add is that, so Adam said about backup from storage snapshot, and we're going to push that onto a target repository, let's say an E-series, for example, is we don't have to load that up full of flash. We can just go straight to it and we know that that's going to be fast enough. The bottleneck will be around the network. And ultimately, that, that we don't have to fill it with flash, which means we don't have to spend a... A ton of money on on bolstering bolstering out that the performance of that of that um, backup target as well. Yeah. So the the net of it is your backups are faster and you spend less money uh, on and having to buy high performance storage because ultimately we're talking over the storage network that's typically your fastest uh, network and uh, we're 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 able to ingest that that data uh, very very quickly without without needing expensive uh, flash on the back end to accelerate our backups. Backups backups are important, right? But the getting your data back and getting your data back fast is even more important in my eyes, right? When someone calls and they've corrupted a virtual machine, uh, they've corrupted their production SQL, maybe a Windows update, uh, or maybe they uh, they had a SQL call that that dropped a table. I need this data back fast, and it, it's all well and good that we that we did that we did fast backups, but we need to be able to get that that data back and in production as quickly as possible. Enter Veeam Explorers for stored snapshots. So, if you're familiar with Veeam, we're famous for our Veeam Explorer technology, which is our ability to do granular recoveries and instant Veeam recovery from the Veeam backup files. We are now extending that to storage-based snapshots uh, on Element platform. So we are now able to instantly get back a virtual machine, uh, an entire virtual machine with instant VM uh, recovery technology from a storage-based snapshot. Uh, the, the point of this is to be able to recover any size VM near instant, right? And I've done, I've done tests in our labs and I, I've brought back multi-terabyte SQL servers in under a minute, uh, back, right back into production with this technology. Uh, it's very, very simple. The way, the way that it works is, you know, once we've taken an application consistent snapshot, 
uh, you, you, when you're doing instant VM recovery, what we do is we clone the snapshot where that virtual machine exists. We mount that up as a brand new data store, re-register the VM that you want to recover, and we automatically boot it up. So this technology is, is pretty critical in, in recovering entire virtual machines as fast as possible. And what's nice is because it's coming from the, the primary storage, you have all your primary storage performance as soon as that VM comes online. Now, we've always had this capability from the backup repository, but there's always a, a performance limiting factor there when you're using your backup storage to boot a virtual machine. Right? Now we can do, extend this technology right to our primary storage and immediately have that virtual machine back online with full performance. Now, we also have the ability to do granular recoveries from storage space snapshots. So think individual Linux files, individual Windows files, SQL servers, Exchange and Exchange mail items, Active Directory items and metadata, uh, Oracle. Right? So we, uh, we've extended all of our Veeam Explorer technology directly to storage-based snapshots with, with Element OS for, for HCI and SolidFire. So we're really excited about being able to recover that data uh, in a very granular way in the fastest way possible to get your business back up and running as quickly as possible. So really, really cool stuff. Really, we're really excited about this technology. Excellent. So it's it's good that you guys are interested in recovery. <laughs> but you know, we're 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 more than just recovery, right? We're we're also trying to find additional value of you know for organizations beyond just a core backup and recovery. Um, so now we're introducing something that um, is actually probably my favorite my favorite feature and probably one that we don't talk about uh, enough is something that we call Veeam Data Labs and Veeam Data Labs for Element Storage Snapshots. So this is something that we like to refer to as leveraging your data, specifically leveraging your data for additional business value. It's the ability to, uh, with Veeam Data Labs technology, is to instantly spin up a copy of your production virtual machines in a networked uh, bubble, bubbled environment um, for any number of use cases. So imagine being able to uh, have your SQL devs uh, every morning have a, an exact copy of their production environment in a, uh, in a, in a networked-off bubble that they can run, run dev test against or run, um, run analytics or security against or spinning up a, uh, a production, um, a data lab for employee training, new employee training instantly. This can all be scheduled and automated uh, through the Veeam Backup and Recovery Console as a basically just a free add-on feature. Uh, that's that's in our in our core product. Very underutilized feature, but extremely powerful, and it gives you the ability to use all that data that you're using that you're you're protecting with a, a, another use a, another use case to to have additional storage snapshots around, and uh, additional backups capability. We're able to do this now from storage snapshots and our Veeam backup files. Very very powerful feature, and um, I, I mean every time I talk to somebody about this feature, they're telling us that they're using it for a different use case. Very, very interesting um, and very underutilized. That's called Veeam Data Labs uh, for storage snapshots. Excellent. Adam, is there anything else that's new in Veeam Update 4? Yeah, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of things that we've closed off in Update 4, specifically for ONTAP. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get through this without talking about what's, what's new for ONTAP. Um, we, we're now introducing our, our first NDMP uh, capability. Uh, so we, have, we now have NDMP uh, NDMP to tape capability um, built into to update four. So 
any of you any of you big uh, NAS shops that are, are are using NDMP or an NDMP to tape or, or VTL, this is, could be a good use case for dumping those big volumes to maybe the the Amazon S3 VTL uh, connector and and doing an NDMP dump right right to uh, right to the cloud or an S3 provider, for example. Uh, so that's something new that we're bringing in in update four um, that uh, UNTAP admins might be interested about. Um, and uh, we're closing off um, a, a limitation that we used to have uh, with Veeam, and specifically uh, being able to uh, do snapshot management of VMs that had, had, that had VMDK split across multiple data stores. So we, we typically had a recommendation that your VMs, all the VMDKs needed to be within the same ONTAP volume. That, that limitation is being removed for, for fiber channel iSCSI, uh, VMFS data stores uh, with update four. So now those those VMs that have their C drive, E drive, uh, you know, F drives across different uh, ONTAP volumes, we can now do storage uh, snapshot, uh, instant VM recovery on those, and in, in instant file uh, VM Explorer uh, technology uh, for those for those VMs. So we're we're happy to to be closing off that one uh, with update four as well. Cool. Sounds like there's a lot in update four, and it's interesting that it is, this is an update and not a major release version. Is there any reason why that this is an update and not something like a new release, like a new nine six or something like that? Yeah, so there's a, there's a few more things, Justin, as well to touch on um, with update four. Update four ultimately, with the list of things that are coming, is like basically a major release. But there's a few other there's there's reasons why that we haven't. Um, gone to 9.6 or the version 10 piece, we've changed the direction based on what we said at the beginning of the show is around um, popular conversations with our prospects, with our customers, having to have those conversations around the public cloud. We're in a fortunate position where we can we can pivot our development and change the angle of what we're where and what we're developing against. So we found that a lot of our customers were asking around Object storage, for example, one of the new features that's coming is is the ability for us to tier our backups off into what we're calling a cloud tier or a capacity tier, and that allows us to age out those longer term retention into ultimately inf infinite storage, whether that be AWS S3 or Microsoft Azure Blob storage, but also think about your NetApp storage grid. So if you're rolling out your own object storage on premises, then you've got the ability to leverage this to have, a, have that capacity tier for longer, longer term retention, but still be able to get all of that good stuff that Adam touched on, but from the backup is things like instant VM recovery. Because of the differentiator that we have there is how we push the data down into that, into that cloud tier or into that, that bucket of S3. We, we do it in sizable chunks so that we're not having to egress all of the data back out. We only recover what we need. And that's kind of our mantra from a, an on-premises point of view as well, is, is being able to be, recover as fast as possible, um, but also only recover what we need. So when we look at, especially the public cloud, those egress charges, they cost a, they could they could ramp up quite quickly if you're pulling down full backup files, which is, again, what some of our, our competition, whereas we've how we've written this code is it's going to push it up into smaller chunks and allow us to bring back just what we need in in much smaller um, incrementals at that point. Yeah, and, and this is huge. You know, some of the competition when they when they tier their backup files, they're, they're pushing up 
huge, huge files into, into object source. And when you need to do a granular recovery, so you just need to recover a couple of files that have to pull back much more data than they require to do that backup. And the, the, the net result of, of what the competition does is slow backups and unexpected egress charges from the cloud providers, the public cloud providers that, that do have those kinds of fees. Uh, we've, we've mitigated that, that problem considerably by breaking up our files into one megabyte and smaller objects uh, so that we only pull back the minimum amount of data from the cloud. So we get really, really fast uh, backups from uh, over you know, high latency links, potentially, and, and it, it minimizes those, those fees uh, from public cloud providers that, that do charge egress fees. Are you finally done with the updates? Are we finally done with the, the new features? <laughs> Can we finally move on? <laughs> but there's more! <laughs> yeah, there's more. there's more. So the other one that goes down again, goes down that cloud route again, is that people are, yes, so we've got customers ranging from SMB up to the enterprise and, and different, obviously, stages of what they want to do from a data management point of view. And one of the most common questions that we're having is around being able to be more mobile around that workload, whether it sits in VMware for 90 days and then it moves off into AWS or it gets re-architected into Azure or back on and then back on premises. So having that cloud mobility has is, is been very key for us over the last 18 months. And in this, so 18 months ago, we released um, the ability to do the direct restore to Microsoft Azure. So we basically take that backup file, regardless of where that backup has come from, whether that's VMware, whether that's Hyper-V, we then can run the conversion against that, push it into Azure as a virtual machine. With um, with update four, we've extended that out to being, being able to import or convert those backup files into AWS instances. So being able to pretty much lift up any of our backup files, convert them, whether that's from a physical box, from a VMware Hyper-V, you, you kind of name whatever the backup format or backup source was, we can convert that into an AWS EC2 instance and that machine is then up and running up, up there in, in AWS. And the, there is, there's more as well, so. Um, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> just to, and to go back on to, Adam touched on being data labs, and we've had data labs since uh, uh, 2010, I believe, the first release of being able to leverage that data, get more out of that data. Um, and then we've continued to, to grow that as, as the versions have come out. In update four, there's, we've got two, two elements that sit within that Beam Data Labs piece. And one is stage restore. So think about if you're ever recovering a virtual machine into your environment, and but you wanted to inject a process into that. And think about compliance at this point. If, if you wanted to inject a, a, a rule of compliance to remove some data for a, from a particular person without using, I don't want to dwell on GDPR too much, but to talk about GDPR and the right to be forgotten, if, if a user wants to be removed from a database, it's very easy, well, quite easy to do that for a production. If you ever have to recover in that interim period and that data is then going to be pushed back into production, we need to give you a way of being able to recover that data with without that, that user's um, information in there. So what this stage restore feature will allow us to do is inject a script into the restore process in that isolated environment before then pushing it back through into production. But think of any other 
um, restore scenario where you might want to invoke a process change, data masking for a development environment, um, Windows updates, there's pretty much anything that can have a script injected into it would, would allow us to, to manipulate that. And we're not manipulating the backup file. The backup, all of the changes that we're manipulating are stored on a kind of a cache disk, if you will, like a data store. Um, obviously, we want to keep the, the backup files are going to stay immutable from that, that perspective. And, and then that second one is around secure restore. So obviously, very topical over the last year, 18 months, has been around ransomware attacks, malware. And um, again, one of the reasons is, is that if we ever have to re recover from uh, one of those backup files, we want to make sure that that's in a. There's, there's no ransomware or, or malicious malicious files sat on that in a stagnant type type place. So we w we want to be able to run a, a virus scan or invoke a third party integration virus scan from Windows Defender, ESET, or um, Symantec protect, protection engine. But ultimately, anything with a command line that will run an antivirus scan against that workload before it then goes back into production. I have to say, I hate to interrupt you, Michael. I interrupted Adam once I got to interrupt you. This is definitely the Secure Restore is one of my favorite features. I have spent so much time in the last year at Veeam working with data labs, and there's just so much you can do with them from security to patch testing to penetration testing, you know, analytics, like Adam said, the possibilities are endless. But this is like hands down the coolest thing ever. What I want everybody to remember, it's a not a matter of if your company gets hit by ransomware at this point in time, it's when. It will happen to you eventually. It may have already happened and just not gone off yet or not propagated yet. Like, so you need to be ready for this kind of stuff. And um, I think Veeam has done a great job with this feature. And I have to say, I started looking really hard into um, Windows Defender lately, and I'm super impressed with it. It's actually really, really good and has a lot of features, especially with the release of Windows 2019. So this is just a great feature, um, great integration with, like he said, Windows Defender and a couple other AV products. And this is really, really going to help our customers. Is that a mic drop by Venus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, good input. Man, just chimes in and just drops knowledge. All right. Um... Are we finally done? No, there's more. There's oh, more. there's more. All right, yeah, keep going. Got probably the best bits to make Good. around. Good. Is, is it my turn yet? Yeah, yeah. You've got, to, you've got to roll out the RBAC piece and the, yeah, so the other. Two quick pieces I want to talk about. One is in um, backend replication, update 95U4, and it's vSphere RBAC integration. So basically, you can enable your users to do self-service backups and restores, but right on top of vSphere permissions. So instead of having to go do all this crazy stuff to figure out who gets access to what or create a big security hole by just giving keys to the kingdom, you can use everything you're already using in vSphere today to enable that self-service aspect. One of the things you can actually even use is vSphere tags, which are like the coolest thing ever, basically. So if I have XYZ application and it's in you know different vCenters and different whatever and different clusters, I slam a tag on it. I connect all my vCenters and I back up from that tag and restore from that tag. So the, once you log in, you'll only see what's tagged with that vSphere tag. That's super cool. Just kind of a little, I, I don't know, I guess it's not a little feature, but it's kind of simple, but it's very powerful and it's super easy to set up and use. The next component I want to talk about is actually part of Veeam 1 9.5 Update 4. 
So when you look at the release, we're releasing Veeam Availability Suite update uh, 9.5 update four, right? And Veeam Availability Suite is just a fancy name for the combination of Veeam Backup and Replication and Veeam One. And Veeam One is kind of our monitoring, reporting, goodness tool that lets you see into your infrastructure. And we all know everything about NetApp auto support here, right? Everybody, we know auto support. Oh, yes. yeah. What's, what, what's an auto support? I've, uh, I've heard of this. I used to be like the auto support queen figuring out what was going on with my customers. Like, let me just look at your auto supports before I say anything. Oh, my God, what's happening? Um, but so this is almost like a reverse auto support. It's kind of like the same notion. So we call it Veeam Intelligent Diagnostics. But you're not actually going to send any of your stuff back to Veeam. What you're going to do is you're going to download a definition file from Veeam support and you're going to install an agent on your Veeam infrastructure servers. And that agent will compare the definitions to your logs and what's going on in your environment. So the theory being any, um, you know, support seeing, looking at their data and seeing that, you know, this misconfiguration is really, really common. They're going to put in a definition and you'll know that you have that, you know, that you've misconfigured something, hopefully before it causes a problem. Right, so it's kind of the possibilities are endless. It's really to kind of help our customers catch things before they're impacted by them. And I just think it's a super cool feature. It kind of reminds me of kind of a first foray into AI, right? This smart thing that's gonna go out and make sure you don't have problems and check out your environment for you. So that's probably my favorite Veeam one feature is intelligent diagnostics. And uh, no, that's it, that's it, we haven't got That's any. it, well there's more, there's like, we have like a right, whole loads more. ridiculous laundry list of awesome new things coming in this release of Veeam, but we'd be on the phone for hours and hours if we talked about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I got all day. I'm so let's just keep talking. Let's until, just do it. Until your, uh, your recording is so... Until I, so, til, til I run out of tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until you run out of tape or... So your disc is full. Well, that's what I use. I, no, I use tape. That's what we do. That's what we do on the podcast. We record with tape. <laughs> I thought you were etching everything into a stone as we. Talk. I, I well, I also do that for redundancy. Of course. So if I wanted to find out more about what's new in Veeam, and I and I just didn't know where to look other than the podcast, where could I go? So we're gonna have all of the launch announcements go right on Veeam.com. You're gonna you're gonna see it right um, right on the big banner. Uh, this is a this is a major release for Veeam, and we are, are going to have all the all the great technical bits. Uh, but my favorite place to go uh, for great information is the Veeam blog. So just go ahead and Google Veeam blog. You'll you'll drop right into it. Veeam.com slash blog. Yeah, there we not go. Not difficult. Yeah, not difficult. Um, every day uh, launch week, we're going to be having updated blogs uh, with with easy to, to digest. Uh, breakdowns uh, of the brand new features in Update 4. Uh, in fact, my uh, my blog for the Element OS integration is already live up there, uh, which breaks down all the new goodness for for Solid Fire and HCI. And uh, it's it's really really a great place to to interact uh, with Veeam uh, and, and the technical people that are uh, that are actually working with these features and developing these features here at Veeam. Uh, go ahead and leave your feedback right on the Veeam, and, and we have conversations right there on the blog. Uh, it's really great. Um, and I know um, the, the three of us also run our own personal blogs, uh, which we'll, I'm sure we'll be blogging about the, the release here uh, during launch week. Uh, my blog is thepartlycloudyblog.com, so go ahead there and check that out as well. And uh, Michael and Melissa, what are your blogs? My blog is at vmis.net. Very simple. And, Michael. and I'm over at vzilla.co.uk. 
That's pretty simple, too. I mean, it's perfect, though. You're a simple guy. Cheers, Justin. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So be sure to, to check out that uh, the updated. And, of course, Veeam is, is very open. You can download our product and use it today. We offer uh, free trial licenses. And, again, we are a software-only company. Go ahead and stand Veeam up right in a, a VM or any Windows server that you have available to your organization and get started with Veeam today. It's, it's very, very simple, very easy to get started. There's no going through a week-long training class to figure out how to really integrate all this great advanced data protection into your environment. Um, super easy to use. And, and honestly, I've trained people how to use Veeam in, 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 in like a, a one-hour WebEx, and they're probably experts after that. So, Veeam.com, download today. All right, Adam, uh, Vmis, and Michael, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us all about the goodness that is in Veeam 9.5, update 4. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Adam Berg, Michael Cade, and Miss for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.